Today, I will be interviewing the Royal Butler, talking about getting a job working for arguably the most high-profile family in the world, what the royals are really like, and life as a butler with a few inside secrets thrown in. Today's podcast has been brought to you by WeConnect Construction, a lead generation website for the construction industry. Check it out, www.weconnectconstruction.co.uk. It's decent. So Grant, the Royal Butler, <laughs> what an honour. Thank you so much for inviting us to this castle, Thornbury Castle. It's, it's beautiful, amazing. isn't it? Yeah. I'd love to say it was my home, but it's my second home. This is where this is where I love to come when I've you know if I've got some time off, I come here for the afternoon teas or for I bring friends here for meals. Yeah, so I mean um, it's gorgeous, and for the listeners as well, we I've got a YouTube channel. If you check that out, um, we're going to put all the footage of the grounds and whatnot, mm. and and the castle as well on there, so you'll be able to see how beautiful this place is. It's amazing. Now to start us off, Grant, mm. I am going to do a quick fire round, okay. which is what we do with everybody, ease you into it. <laughs> No pressure. Answer honestly. No pressure. Okay. Answer honestly. And just don't think about it. You okay. Just say the first thing that comes okay. to your mind is the choice of two things. When okay. You say it, okay. Um, okay, let's go. Scone or scone? Scone. Oh. Tea or coffee? Tea. University or apprenticeship? University. William or Harry? <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, William. Oh, well done, Francis. <laughs> royal wedding or royal birthday party? Uh, royal wedding. Brexit or remain? Uh, Brexit. Scotland or England? Oh, <laughs> uh, can I say both? No. <laughs> um, oh, Scotland. Otherwise, I'll get I'll get hate mail. <laughs> yes. Money or fame? Um, fame. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks for being honest. I, I can't believe you actually picked some of them. And uh, can I just pick up on this? So it is scone then? It is scone. As soon as you said it, that was not even a, it was quite a simple thing for me because everyone gets it wrong and scone is the correct way to, to say it. Ah, oh, right. So Pete, you see, this is it. People go out there trying to be fancy. Mm. And us commoners, Harrison, so Harrison's <laughs> recording the podcast with us today, everybody. Do you say scone or scone? Which one's the... Scone. scone. I knew he'd say scone because <laughs> he thinks he's posh. People think that's it's, the right way to say it. What you've got to remember is when it's scone, it's gone. Ah, I like that, Grant. That's easy to remember. It. And um, William, is that because he's the future king? Uh, yes, that's simple as he, he's the eldest. I think I thought I'll go in, I'll go in the order of, of how it is. He is, yeah, he's the, obviously the eldest. I mean, with both of them, I adored both of them. I looked after both of them. So I don't really have a, a, Did a preference. You? Yeah, I didn't have a preference. I'm like a fangirl of Harry because he's a fellow ginger and <laughs> he just seems like he's right up my street. Like you could go out and have a pint with him and he'd be salted kind of character yeah he, uh, he's got a great humor and he generally genuinely nice guy you know very caring and compassionate yeah uh, that's what i liked about him even when he was even when he was younger you know he had uh, some wonderful attributes about him and the gentleman the, the, the young man he's become I'm, I'm not surprised but it's it's strange seeing them you know i was lucky enough to be at the royal wedding and just kind of see them grow up listen to me saying that you know just over 40 now but seeing them kind of growing up and you do feel um really privileged to be part of their lives yeah i know that i mean that's pretty amazing grant yeah, that is yeah. pretty amazing oh how on earth does anybody get into this occupation a royal butler how does that happen uh, by complete by complete accident 
when I was a youngster, I always had a fascination with the royal family. I, I kind of, we didn't have social media then, so it was kind of watching documentaries or anything on television. And then I saw the movie Remains of the Day, which was back in the mid, mid early, mid-90s. And it was Anthony Hopkins, and it was all about this, this butler looking after um, Lord Darlington, I think was the name. And I thought, what an amazing profession, you know, to actually be a butler. And so for me at the same time, I had this, this, this ambition of, one, being a butler, and secondly, somehow being involved with the royal family, they, they kind of happened at the same time. Yeah. And I remember saying to my father, how do you become part of the royal family? And he said, you either work for them or you marry, in, marry into them. And I did think, who could I marry? <laughs> uh, who could you marry? Princess Anne? Well, Princess, uh, <laughs> Princess Anne, maybe. Mm, that'd be interesting, <laughs> Princess Anne. Um, well, I mean, there wasn't, realistically, there was nobody at that point. And also... Um, but, I, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, how could I become part of it? So you do have these kind of crazy little thoughts. And then the butler idea became the most sensible way of, of doing it. And so the idea was there and I just kind of shelved it and carried on with my, my kind of schooling. So that was when you was really little, was it? How mm. small, little? Oh, I mean, my, my kind of, if you like, the kind of love for our family began when I was, I don't know, six, seven my parents used to take us up to Balmoral Castle, which is in the Highlands, uh, sorry, the Grampians of Scotland. And the that's the Queen's, one of our private homes. She owns Sandringham and she owns Balmoral. Yeah. And it was built by Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Prince Albert designed it. And we used to go there as children. We used to have holidays in the area. And I used to love just kind of waiting to catch a glimpse of one of the royals. I used to spend hours just loitering. Yes, so you sound like Harrison. Is it you do that, don't you, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> what is this today? He does that. Yeah. Is it about? Yes, I've heard about that. You don't have to bail him out too often, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Harrison scaling the walls of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> I actually know somebody that got their head stuck in the railings at Buckingham Palace. Like who? A, a, a oh, friend. you actually know, you know them. A person. friend, oh, yeah, right. a very, very, very dear friend actually got his head stuck in the railings. Why would he, why on earth would he have put his head in the That's railings? a very good question. I don't actually... <laughs> just I'm, I'm, to get I'm, that inch I'm, closer. I think, I think just to get, do you know what, probably to get noticed, you probably thought the Queen would come and rescue him or something. <laughs> yeah, can you but, imagine? I think I would die of embarrassment. The only thing, the funniest thing that did happen at the palace, I remember uh, about 10, 12 years ago when I was working for the family and some tourists came up to me I was actually going between Clarence House, which is where the prince lives, and Buckingham Palace. And I was walking across, and these tourists came up to me and said, could you take a picture? I said, of course I will. And they were standing by the gates, and they were saying, this is the, meaning the, the palace, they were like, this is the closest we'll ever get to the, the royal family. And I remember thinking, well, I'm actually doing an event for the Queen tonight. I, I didn't tell them this. Yeah. And I, I was thinking they, they had no idea. And yeah. I wanted to tell them, but I was a bit too embarrassed to say anything. Yeah, so you didn't, didn't want to didn't, rub the nose. No, I didn't, so I didn't well, say a word. Do you know what? I've got a confession to make, actually. Oh, really? So I'm a huge... <laughs> that wasn't me doing that. Um, I, I really loved the royal family. We was, um, my mum loved the royal family. We had a big... Um, it was called a princess party when William got married, but it was actually a lot of northern women just getting drunk in tiaras. <laughs> it was great. But when I was a little girl, the um, queen came to open a, a big, what's it called, like a shopping centre, like a mall Yeah. Um, in Bolton, sunny Bolton. She came along to open it up. You didn't know this, did you, Harrison? And I was dead little, and my mum had got some flowers to give to her, and I'd give her the flowers, and she took them off me. Oh, really? So that you've is actually, my claim so you to have them. actually been within... 
I have been in inches of the queen. distance of the queen. Wow. If I was older, I probably would have been like, high five. But I wasn't <laughs> quite old enough to know to do anything naughty. So I just give her the flowers and was like, oh. And she was see, like, thank you. See, that I never got that. I mean, what I had to do when I was a youngster, I wrote to the queen. I wrote her a couple of letters and I even put my picture in with the letters. Uh, just, did she ever write back? I got, do you know, I did get responses back. Not from the queen. I got them from my lady in waiting. Oh, oh, both really? Lady Waitons wrote back to me, and um, one of them uh, actually still is still with the Queen. And I remember saying to this Lady Waiting about the, the cost that we remember. She thought it was hysterical, and she thought it was very, very um, sensible to send the picture because I was kind of saying, "This is me," and one day I'm going to come and work for you. That is that nuts. And then was, you did. Do you know saying. what though? And this is like a, a theme what we have throughout the podcast. Um, obviously we talk about careers and professions and business people. Um, but the main thing when speaking to anybody who's achieved something that they wanted to achieve, mm. or they're in the midst of achieving things that they want to do, is just the sheer ambition and passion for whatever it is that they want to do. And the thing, if that is in your head from a child, like I am gonna yeah. do this, not even from a child, at any point, if you get something in your head like I am going to do it. That's it. Not like, I want to do it. I am going to do it. And you, you, you generally just get it done. I, I believe that. I think if you, if you put your mind to something, whatever age you are, and, and you're, you know, you've got obviously to be kind of be focused on it. And not, not wishy-washy, that you, you, adamant you're going to do it. Even yeah. write it down. Yeah. Uh, and, and it happens. And, you know, when I think about the things that I've done, the people I've met and, you know, it is like a bit of a, a kind of wish list and the wishes all have come true. Yeah, that's it. And so about the people that you've met, like who would be, have you ever been, two questions, have you ever been starstruck and who would be the most like famous person you've met? The queen aside, obviously. Okay, so when I was starstruck, it was the queen because that was a dream come true. Yeah. Um, when I met the queen, I was actually introduced to the queen by the Prince of Wales. Really? So no, no pressure when you've got the the prince kind of saying. And did you have to do the bow and be like, "Hi, ma'am." I, I think I think I, I was kind of trying to nod my head, and and I was so I was I, you know, I was quite nervous. I was a bit kind of like, "I'm actually meeting the queen," yeah. and I I didn't kind of say. I think I think I didn't say anything. I think I was so I was like, oh, nothing came yeah. out, you know, and and she uh-huh. kind of kind of said, you know, hello, and uh, you know, how long have you been with with my son or whatever, and. And we had this, you know, just an extraordinary conversation. And I was kind of standing, kind of pinch myself, not wanting to pass out because I'm going to faint. I'm going to yeah. this excitement because this is this is the big the big thing. But no, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was starstruck. I think when I when I met the Queen. But as far as um, meeting uh, people that I've kind of thought, wow, I've actually met this person. I've, there's a really um, funny story before my time with the royal household. So before I was with the prince, I, I trained as a butler at a couple of other places so when I left school I got a, a job working at a, an estate in Scotland a private house in Scotland and that's where I kind of did my my kind of basic if you like butler training and then I went to work at Woburn Abbey which is the home of uh, it's now the home of the Duke of Bedford but back then it was the Marquis of, of Tavistock and it was while I was I was there um, I remember meeting somebody absolutely fascinating really really nice um, the story the way it goes is I was a bit late going into work one morning and I went into the what's called the butler's pantry. And I was making myself a, a coffee. And there was a, a gentleman sitting at the end of this table. And so he said, good morning. And I said, good morning to him. And then he, uh, he started kind of laughing. And he said, I, I re- to me, he said, I recognize you. So I looked at him. And this is, this is in the days when I did a, a TV. There was a reality show back in the early 
uh, sorry, late nineties called Country House, and it was all about Woman Abbey, um, the family and the staff and the friends. So I was I was part of that as the I was the underbutler in it. Mm. So this chap was saying he recognised me because of that. So I then looked at him and I said, oh, I, I recognise you as as well. He said, Do you recognise me? And then he starts laughing. I said, Yes. I said, I'm sure I've I've seen you somewhere. So he starts laughing, and he said, um, I like you. And I know I can't do an American accent. He said an American accent. I I like you, kid. So I looked at him, I said, I like you too. And the butler <laughs> I was working with, he came and he pulled me into the, we had a, a safe um, at the side of the pantry, he pulled me into the safe. And he said, you can't speak to him like that. Have you any, you recognise him? Have you any idea who you're talking to? And I was like, no, but I said, he's nice. He said, it's Neil Diamond. Oh. You know, and I was kind of like, oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I knew, you don't know, you don't, you don't know, know. Do you? And I spent the rest of the day looking after him and he was great fun. Absolutely brilliant. So I wasn't. He probably loved it as well that you didn't know and you wasn't like. That's what people have, people bottom. have said. People have said to me he probably did like the fact that I was just myself and yeah. And I looked after him for the day and he even invited me to his concert, which I couldn't go because mom and dad wanted me to go home that oh. weekend. So oh my God. I had to. I, yeah, I had to turn down going to the con, you know VIP tickets to his concert. Oh, I mean, strong um, family morals. So yeah, my, well, my family were getting well, high straight off. So so I I could have you know I I. I I had to kind of decline, which I've never ever forgot. I've never let the never let the parents forget about it, but yeah. you know, I declined it. Um, and then the other the other famous um, person that I met, and it's the same story where <laughs> I didn't actually know who they were. Was I was driving uh, Vivian Westwood? Oh, really? And I love Vivian I, Westwood. And I remember asking because she said to me, you know, oh, what do you do? So I said, I'm butler, and she, do you like that? And I said, oh, you know, it's, I love it. And so I then said, well, what do you do? And she said, what do I do? Oh and I God. said, yeah, what, what do you do? She said, oh, I... She's I, like so <laughs> obvious that Vivian Weston is out there. She's well, such a memorable person. I, I, you know, I thought she looked interesting and I just thought she must have an interesting background. And she said to me, I design clothes. And I said, oh, do you do anything special? And she said, well, kind of. And uh, the conversation just is crazy went on like that. And eventually when I got to where I was taking her, there was uh, somebody actually where, I, where we dropped her off, somebody came over to me and said, that is amazing. You have just have Vivian Westwood in your car. And I was like, who? Oh, no. Um, so, and of course, now I, I, I don't know who she is. Yeah. And, and you do kind of think, wow, how, how cool was that to actually yeah. to say that you, you, you drove Vivian Westwood? Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. So then you've, you've done all your experience um, in Walburn, mm. if I were to say, yeah. Yes. So then how do you get from that to then... So you are Prince Charles's royal butler. So... Can I ask as well, do you live at the High Grove with him? So, um, I, actually, I'm lucky enough that I have a home there uh, still. Uh, I still live there. But, um, no, with the, you know, when you, a lot of the kind of jobs you get today, not just the royal family, but with the aristocracy, they, they normally give you, there's accommodation or rented accommodation or something. So, you know, and I think it's sensible because especially if you work for the families, they want, you know, you don't want to be too far away. So, but, um, no, I was, I was at Woburn and, and the, I did hear that the prince was looking for somebody. And I've, I'd heard before, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd sent letters off in the past and something made me think, you know, this would be a good, this is a good time to write. The, there'd been a big change at Woburn. The, the Marcus, as he was, who employed me, he had moved out um, about a year prior. What, sorry, what's the Marcus? The Marcus, it's the son of a duke, the Marcus. So they're called, the, he was the Marcus of so Tavistock. So they like the recruitment people? So, no, he was the, he was the, uh, the Marcus is a, so he's the son of a duke, so it's a title. Oh right! Oh right! Not the, the recruitment. <laughs> Did you yeah. know this? I was just like the shaking recruitment. his head. Did you know that was a thing? I've heard of the Duke of Edinburgh. 
Yeah. Yeah, son of a duke. But then the son mm. of the duke is the prince, but that gets a bit because they're all family. Oh, God, uh, this is going well. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> the, I'm confused. I am easily confused. <laughs> the no, the, the Marcus, that's his title. Marcus of Tavistock's title. So he, he took me on, him and, and, and his, his wife, who was the, the Marchioness. So that's her title, Marchioness of Tavistock. Right. And they, uh, about a year prior to when I left, they had moved out the Abbey. Their son... Lord Howland had moved in but at the same time this is going to really confuse you at the same time the Duke of Bedford who lived over in Spain died that was the father of the Marquis so the Marquis then became the Duke and the son that moved into the Abbey became the Marquis of Tavistock so I ended up still working for Marcus of Tavistock. And then within six months, the Duke died. So this is the Marcus, who's now the Duke. He then suddenly, suddenly died. And so his son, who's the Marcus, who I'm now looking after, becomes the Duke. Duke. It was was the quickest. It was all in the space of six months. It was crazy. And it was around about the same time. I I looked after... uh, Andrew Bedford, Duke of Bedford, for about just under a year. And that's when I heard that they were looking for somebody for the Prince of Wales. And so I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a letter. So then who did you write a letter to? I wrote a letter to, I think it was, if I remember, it was to Clarence House. To his household at Clarence House. What, just, so you just write a letter to Clarence House and somebody will open it and be like, oh, that's for. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's done through an agency and they obviously show your interest and then, you know, you kind of submit an application. Um, and I, I, you know, I remember getting a phone call from, uh, from the, from the household saying, we'd like you to come and come up to Clarence House, come and meet with us. And so I went up. Um, and I mean, there were several interviews. I mean, there was yeah, lots was of say, interviews. Yeah, I was going to say, is it really it's, intense? Yeah, people, I think people kind of think, you know, to go up to the Royal Family of an interview and you get the job, it's not like that. You know, yeah, I, I, for me, I think when you work closely with them as well, you know, they have to go through every single yeah, so every Yes, I, I wanted to ask you that. Is there like different butlering things? Like, do you be... Um, like somebody's a butler who serves food, somebody's a butler who does the laundry, somebody looks after the kids. Are the, the, they're all is so if you look at like Downton Abbey, good example. You know, I've never watched it. Oh really? That's terrible. I know. I really should. Have you ever watched it? Oh yeah. No, my friend keeps saying. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just really busy, but my friend does say I would really love it because, like, obviously I'm in, I'm into that kind of thing. It's, but um, yeah, I've never. It's good. I mean, if you watch that, you'll you'll see the role of Carson as the butler. He oversaw the kind of rest of the staff, and he only looked after the wines, and you know, oversaw the kind of preparation preparation of things um but the role today you have to be able to kind of you, you have to do everything so one minute you might be laying a table seven drinks uh you might be doing valetin which is looking after clothes um so it's a whole array of things that butlers get asked to do but the, the role for me uh, you know when i went for the interviews it was very much the traditional butler kind of role which is seven meals drinks looking after guests very, very straightforward, really. Yeah, and then, so how many butlers would they have? Uh, I can't, I, I think there was about four of us or something. Um, oh, right, well, so two lots. senior and two kind of junior. But um, but no, there's not a lot. I mean, when you look at, um, for example, you look at like Clarence House, or so, uh, sorry, Buckingham Palace, you know, they have a, there's a, an army, you know, because it, Buckingham Palace is quite, and so quite do, large. Did like lots of people go in, when you said looking after guests, do lots of people go and stay over there? Is that, is that like a Well, thing? it's not just that. It's also the, yeah, of course guests stay over, but you've got events and things that go on. So there needs to be a, and you need to have a kind of support. You can't just have one, you can't just have one butler. You, know, you need to have a few. And at Buckingham Palace, the it's a huge organisation, you know. You've got to have the, you've got obviously got the, the butlers, you've got the housekeepers, you've got the uh, valets, um, chefs, 
And kitchens. would you ever get called to go to Buckingham Palace and be a yeah. butler as well? No, we, we used to go over, I used to go over when we did events. If the Queen had an event or something, uh, or say the Prince was doing an event for the Queen, then some of the staff would be sent over. So we used to kind of, which I loved, you know, it was a great experience because you got to kind of go over and it was quite cool going over to Buckingham Palace and kind of hanging out for the day and yeah, getting ready for an event. And again, you know, they were just great fun to be involved in. And then you hear, like, obviously you hear good stories and bad stories. Mm. So let's touch on the bad. Then <laughs> that, they're not very nice, but is that true? No. Uh, and I've had people say to me in the past, oh, you have to say that because, you know, you probably get told it. I, I don't know told me what to say, you know, but as far as I, I adored all of them. You know, they're all they're all great fun. Do you know what's nice though? I, I've said to people about their humour that they've got amazing humour. You know, they they do put you at ease. And recently we've got to see that. You know, there've been different documentaries. There's been yeah. um, a real insight. I think really with um, Harry and William as well. I yeah. feel like it's um, a different royal family. I love the royal family, as I said, but I do. And I know you probably love Charles, but I do kind of hope it skips a generation and goes straight to William being the king. Because I think he'll just be... You know, there's lots of people in England now, or in Great Britain, who don't necessarily love the royal family anymore. And I think he'll just... He can bring... He can make that change, which perhaps Charles wouldn't have that same effect because he's just warm and they seem more like real people. So you feel a bit more like the the royal family. Obviously, mm. they're like billionaires, whatever. But you do still feel like they're representing the people a little bit as yeah. well. And they always, you hear much more of them going out and about, doing things for charity. I'm sure Charles does it, but Harry and William just seem to be a little bit more in touch with the with the general public like it's, there's been a bit of a change the, the younger odds without question have a you can see the the interest from the younger generation the older generation everyone the older generation because of princess dana without yeah. question uh, and then you've got the younger generation who just think they're they're really cool and you know they're they're the people to kind of know um where i think it's difficult because i've known Prince Charles and, and the Duchess, uh, they're, they're really nice and they work so hard. People don't see how hard they work. You know, that's the other thing is, unless you watch these kind of documentaries, you know, you don't, it's difficult to explain, but they, 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 they put so much effort into what they do and it's not just a nine-to-five job. You know, it's, it's, it can be long, long days for them and look at the trip they've just done over to Cuba, um, first royals actually to go to Cuba, um, as well as the, the Caribbean tour. So, I mean, they do a lot of work that people don't, probably know about don't see and the other thing is the younger royals get more coverage because again there's a huge interest in the younger royals so it's, it's really difficult and i don't think that prince charles will pass it would just pass it on to prince william because the the duty the, the burden whatever you want to call it um it would take away everything you know the, even though they're already working royals it would take away the rest of of anything he's got because you know the queen i think famously said on her 21st birthday i give i did i did keep the rest of my life to your service and sadly not long after her father died a few years yeah. later and, and that's what she's had to do and when we do an amazing there's no question we're doing an amazing job of it i think the way prince Charles see it is why give him that response responsibility now why not wait until He's a bit older. A bit older and just give him a bit yeah. more. Give it him just a bit would more be better though, wouldn't it? You know, time. just like having a bit more of a, what's it the will word? Like a bit more modernise it. Yeah. It modernises it. And I've said that yeah. the whole way, that the younger royals do modernise it. <laughs> I can see it. Just, Harry's shaking his head behind the camera. What, do you really love Charles? More than William? It's tradition, isn't it? It's like there's a yeah. line of succession. Yeah. Oh, you got William. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I think that's the thing. It's in the future, he'll be perfect. I think, and I think to give the, the prince a chance, you know, I think people think, wow, he's actually really good at, you know, because the, then obviously doing that job would see and hear them even not more because he already is there. I think there'll just be more coverage because that's how it is, you know, when you're the, the queen or king. Yeah. That's it. It'd be weird. I've never known there to be a king in my lifetime. Well, you if you think about it, no, because the, what is she, you know, the, she's been, in fact, you'd have to be well into your, well into your 70s, if not 80s, to even remember what it was like to have a king. Is that and how long she's been a queen for now? 70, yeah. Well, she's, not, 90, she's 90, I want to say she's come up for 94. So, you know, she's been, she's been queen she's since she's been she around. Was, yeah, for quite, for quite a while. And um, in fact, she is the longest, I'm sure she's the longest, yeah, yeah. she's the longest reigning monarch, yeah. um, certainly in this That's country. That's why I thought, is she just keep clinging on to this now so that nobody can ever beat her? <laughs> well, the longest the longest monarch in the world died. I think he died last year. So it's not going to be too much longer when she surpasses that, and then she will be not only the longest reigning monarch in the UK, she'll be the, the longest monarch ever in history. Yeah, and that's another thing. Obviously, there's all these royal families all over the world. Mm. So why is it? I mean, I I agree with this, but why is it that the um, our royal family is? seem to be like the most famous or the most popular royal family it's it's interesting so i was in um monaco a couple of years ago and obviously they've got their um yeah. their royal family and or serene highnesses i think the, the term is and it's interesting because there that that is that's such a big thing for them you know to have, have that family uh, and obviously for us here it's, it's a big thing for us to have a royal family I think the difference with our, our royal family is they're just there's just so much i mean the history goes back what, over a thousand years more yeah. In a thousand years. And they're just, they're probably, the, if you said to people, can you name different, I mean, I think there's probably about 26 royal families across the world still. And if you would say to people, can you name them all? They couldn't. But they certainly would immediately, if you said, well, what's one of the more known royal families? They'll say the British royal family. Yeah. Um, Why is that then? I think it's because just. Because we've been so long. I think it's just, the, it's the historical thing. I think it's just, you know, people are fascinated by this country, our traditions. We've got some, you know, very old, traditions um protocols we're all about pomp circumstance people love it and you know again look at the the kind of movies that have been made over the years especially mm. over in the states so there's a real there's a real interest yeah yeah there's like yeah so I suppose like moment, if you like i suppose it's a bit of a pr thing isn't it there's a huge pr thing for them as well yeah so of course the how many times have i put on is it one of these, uh, is it E, you know, program over in the States and they're talking about our royal family. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of interest. And again, having Meghan Markle marry into the royal family has brought another, another huge audience. Yeah, what's your opinion so, on that? I think it's, I think it's really important. I think, again, it, it helps modernise the family. I think it's, it's broken down a lot of the kind of barriers. Um, as I said to you, when I was a child and had this dream about marrying into the royal family, you know, it was never, you couldn't marry, you know, it just wouldn't happen. You know, yeah. the royal, a royal would either marry, it would have to be an aristocrat or a royal, you know, in those days, when now anyone can marry a member of the royal family. So I think that's really important. I think obviously from the race point of view, it's really important because she's the, is it, I think it said at the time, it was the first, um, is it the first black lady to marry into the, or mixed race lady to marry into the royal family, which is, is really important. Yeah. Um, because it shows that the royal family don't discriminate. There's no reason why she gets so much hate though i feel so sorry for her she does because I think, everybody i know everybody loves kate and all the rest of it but sometimes i think well why can't you just like two people it's as if people have to choose and i don't think she's really done anything wrong she's I, she's just beautiful and american and that's really all she's she's 
a crime for and people have just laid into her, haven't it, they? It's a shame. I think we had the huge kind of romance thing last year where everybody was all excited and that beautiful, which I was lucky enough to be at, you know, the Royal Wedding. And you, there was a huge amount of support. And then it's kind of whittled down a little bit and then we've had all the kind of press kind of saying all these kind of stories. What's all that about? Is that true? Like, do I they, think, I do think they get made up? I think it's made up. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know because I'm not kind of in that circle. I'm certainly not in those homes anymore to kind of witness anything. But I, I, I just don't, I, I just think it's made up. It's just, you know, when you just get a gut feeling about something. Yeah. Um, and I think, unfortunately, it sells papers. And it, well, this is what the press do. It's like, where they are, there's all this stuff now about feminism, this, that, and the other, and making moves. And then the press come along and pit two women against each other, two strong yeah. women as well, and two women who, to be fair, are both going out there and seem to be doing loads of mm. like charity work. Mm. They're doing, both of them are doing such good work. What, so why do they have to compete? Why can't they just crack on? It's, it's, it's crazy. But then you notice with the press, there'll be a big celebration, maybe. I don't know what we've got. We've also got royal births coming up this year a royal baby but you know there'll be there'll be reason to celebrate and then the media will, will get behind them the press will be behind them and, and support them and then after a couple of months they'll then go against them it seems to be that love hate and it seems to have always mm. been like that no the press are just ruthless aren't they yeah and it's, it's what a do shame. you think about so the baby as well then they're saying that it's gonna uh, be gender neutral what's your opinion on that No, I've just seen what your reaction would be to that statement. Um, I think, who said, is that the press said that? They, they, yeah, they, I've they seen it, it in the press, yeah. That they I, said the baby's going to be gender neutral. I think, you know, as I said to you, the family's kind of always modernised. I think to kind of say gender neutral, it's a bit, you know, how do you know? You know, how can you, how can they say that? I suppose it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit difficult. I think what's important, I think, from the Royal Fans' point of view, is they'll make sure that the baby's, uh, the child grows up the way the child wants to be. You know, there won't be any rules as to who or she, he or she can date in later life, who they go out with. Yeah, because that's thing. Has there ever been a gay member of the royal family yet? Odd enough, there was a wedding. Um, I want to say odd enough because it was it was just recent. Uh, I want to say last year there was the first gay royal wedding. Um, I don't think there was a huge amount of publicity, but there was there was publicity about it, and I can't remember off the top of my head exactly who it was, but it is uh, it is a member. When I say a member of the royal family, the royal family is obviously quite large, um, and it, it's it's uh, it'll be a it's a cousin. It is a cousin of the queen, um, but it will be a bit kind of further down, down if you line. like down the line so i wouldn't yeah. have said they're, they're in immediate succession in line to the throne but it was really important because again it was wonderful to see that the barrier had been broken down about race and now the barrier has been broken down about you know sexual orientation that there was no issue about the fact that um the two chaps were, were getting married you know yeah, but can you um, imagine like william say say no i'm gonna begin and the future <laughs> king wanting to marry would well, that be acceptable well, I, do you know here's the thing you know I think there'll be a lot of traditionalists that would say well how would that work for the line of succession but how many people would probably oh, think yeah. yeah because well it is possible because obviously yeah, there's ways could, around it yeah um, but at the same time you think well you take your hat off to him because you think well this is fantastic well, this really does show the royal family are a modern family and there is no kind of guideline nobody can nobody says to them you have to do this you have to do that so see it I, still, I still think like that wouldn't 
happen now. Because as much as they're modern and all the rest of it, they've still got all of these traditions that have to be upheld. Just the, in the, the general there is, there is so tradition. so extreme, um, would it not be too extreme? I, I don't know. I mean, but then the question is, how could they say no? You know, if, if, if mm. as we know, if, if two people, here's the famous words, if two people are in love, then who's, who, can, who can come in between that? And yeah, no, but I think so, they might think like some of the population would be against it. So no oh, matter, I'm sure. Loads yeah, of I'm, people would be accepting of it and be like, oh yeah, fair play, but there'll be some people who will just go Yeah, and, and, and I don't think it would be because, it certainly would be because people are saying, oh, it's wrong. I don't think, it's, I think what it would be, as you said, it's more the tradition. People would be kind of saying, well, how can you carry on with the traditions and stuff? So it's a it's an interesting... Maybe in another an hundred years. Well, look how much people have, you know, how much things have changed mm. in the last... In like two generations. Yeah, 30, 40 years. So you never know. We'll have to really look at this this conversation in 40 years' time and go, oh, there we go. It's happened. Yeah, yes. (laughs) And then I also read this as well, that um, Prince Harry and Meghan's child might be the first female duke. Apparently they're changing it, so dukes can also be a term for women as well. So uh, what's interesting is uh, this is not a new thing. So over at Blenheim Palace, which is where I run some of my courses, you've got the Dukes of Marlborough. And there was a law, uh, I believe it was Queen Anne, um, in the uh, the 18th century, passed a law that allowed the, the dukedom to be inherited by the girls. So if, so say... Say the present duke had his eldest was a, or say he had three daughters and no sons. Normally that would mean that the, the dukedom would stop, the, the title wouldn't carry on. But however, for the Marlborough family, it does. So mm-hmm. it does go down the female line and the males. It's not, it's, it has been done before, it's not unusual. But a law was, um, the Queen did actually have a law passed, I believe it was um, just before Prince George was born, that the firstborn uh, of the future king or queen could in, become. King or Queen, it wouldn't be so. Yeah, so, so if he would have been a girl, then we would have had yeah, a, a Queen. Exactly, it would have been a Queen. It wouldn't have been, yeah. And then if, if George was born after, yeah, so say that. Charlotte had been born first, then Charlotte would be the future Queen. Yeah. So they did change that. I, I don't know if it's been changed for the rest of the arist- aristocrats across the country, whether if they're first born, if it's a girl, if, if they inherit, I, I don't know what extent it was changed. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was another rule they're going to change. Um, so yeah, that a, you'd think a girl really could. Like, I know, obviously, people are still fighting the war for feminism and all the rest of it, and I, I like to think of myself as a bit of a feminist, but we do have a woman who's like, and she has been there as the head of the yeah. country for, yeah. what have you said, like 50 years or something? Oh, it's... Uh, That's I want, pretty... Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, 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 it's Yeah, it's, it's a long... I mean, uh, she's... I think we... Was it only a couple of years we, we celebrated her 65th um, anniversary being on the throne, you know, succession of the throne, so... Um, you know, she's been queen for a long time. Do you think she... What I sometimes think is, why didn't she just go into Parliament and be like, right, it's Brexit. We're getting out of there. You made Every, your decision. H- how many people have said to me... You know, that's why when you said to me, uh, with your quick fire about Brexit or Remain, mm-hmm. um, the way I see it is, I kind of go with what people... I'm, I'm very much believe that if people vote for something, that's what we should do. You know, I'm kind of old-fashioned like that. So yeah. because the vote went to, you know, to leave... Brexit, then that's what we should do. And as you said, people have, have said to me, you know, can the Queen not just go in and say, right, let's just get this done? Let's just, as people, yeah. vote, that's what people voted for, let's just make it happen. Surely the Queen's um, a bit stronger than Theresa May. Like, but, <laughs> but, you know, like she, she's going to do a better deal, though. What if she I'm just sh- rocked could up you to imagine? Like, the EU and was could like, you mate, we said we want out. 
do the deal, I don't. And just imagine if she she'd just walk got, like, into that room, put the handbag down, and there'd be silence. It'd be, but yeah, why but, did she just do it? She should just pull the queen card. But unfortunately, since the time of of Charles the First, royals don't get involved in politics because it almost it, it ended monarchy, didn't it? We were a republic for about ten years. Um, after Charles the First, yeah, we became a republic. Um, for about I think it was ten, thanks to Oliver Cromwell, for about ten years. Uh, and things at Christmas, can you believe that Christmas was banned? That was one of the rules that he brought in. So is she not? So she actually doesn't have any kind of legal right over politics now. She's she there's there's, there's ceremonial things that she does and there's symbolic things and so the laws that get passed, she she has to sign them off and that kind of thing. But it's 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 a, it's it is symbolic um, more than anything. But it doesn't mean to say. So when a prime minister gets appointed, she's got to um, meet with him. She's you know as soon as so when Theresa May became prime minister, she had to go and get permission from the Queen to form a government. So but it, I wonder if the Queen was a bit salty with her. Uh, I think the Queen no, did no, like no, 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 what the Queen's like. She she doesn't kind of she. I've watched her with people, and she's she's wonderful with whoever that is. She doesn't you know she's just got I a wonderful what a way about is, her. She, I mean, if that were me, and it went over a country for 70 years and then i just seen it going down the swanner and everybody being so disrespectful so i mean at the end of the day 17 and a half million people voted brexit so if they voted it they just need to crack on and do what they've said the whole thing is becoming a farce now and she must just sit there on the throne being like you are like taking the mickey and just want to go and give everybody a good shake like seeing what's happening it, it, it probably is frustrating but they, they technically they can't get involved i'm sure people actually would love her to get involved but but they constitutionally they can't get involved they've oh, got I mean, to, be mega if she they're, they're not supposed to have any they're not supposed to have any kind of they can't vote and they don't have any kind of views on the they can't vote no not allowed to vote the queen can't vote well, it could be, and I think it's not to say that she doesn't. She, the prime minister's audience is with her every week, so the prime minister goes to meet with the queen, and I'm sure they have, um, you know, conversations about all sorts of things, and she can seek the queen's guidance because the queen's quite a few prime ministers over the years, yeah. So she can seek guidance and 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 that kind of thing, but the queen will not instruct or say what the prime minister does. You know, the queen, the prime minister will go and to keep the queen updated. So it's a, it's a very, it's a really interesting one the way. It all where the way it all works but i think if the queen could turn around and take over people probably some people probably love it i think know. at this minute people just want anybody i think if i'd get voted in for takeover where things are people just want it side <laughs> don't they it is a bit of a mess i saw i saw a poll on was it online the other day and people kind of working out who could take over leader wise in within government was I and there? no you went up there everybody <laughs> was up there i think apart from you um but you know it's interesting because nobody there was no kind of nobody could work out what to do it's, yeah. it's a real mess i even think on social media uh, a couple months ago I actually said to people do you want me to kind of st- step up to the mat now I'll, I'll lead the country through etiquette and manners you know and, and people were actually going where do I vote and I was like maybe oh. we should get married and join form, in it because form, you can form, do it a like, new royal family in, yeah you can do it in like a real elegant way I'll just do it in there like let's just get the job done right let's get Come it on. done <laughs> never mind saying please move on that'll, that'll get it sorted and the other thing I wanted to ask you about the royal family is Ella like, are you, when does it? St- when do you stop being a member of the royal family? What is it? What if you marry? So you mean from a marriage point of view? If you marry, I mean, into yeah, it? no, because. 
like you say you had these dupes and mm. then they the marquis the marquis and mm. then you'll then they have kids and yes. then they have it so when do you oh i see at which point does it because it could go on like i'm probably related to them at some point so at what point do you stop being well it does i mean it, it, it it's an interesting there's an actual official list that um the palace the book of palace were kind of issued and it's on there who the class is the the royal family and it's quite a list you know there's quite a few names on there um in fact i think you could even trace back to the the top hundred of who's in line to the, the throne i mean the princess that i so the i run these etiquette classes in butler school now and there's a princess i i work with um i also advise her on her, her household and um help her with different events and things and she's number i think she's like number 90 or 95 or something in, in line and she is a royal she's she's prince charles's cousin she's an hrh so would she still um, be like like on the payroll as a royal family no she goes no charity. all right yes yeah, so that's what i mean like when do they stop like representing the royal family going out doing you know like the duties of the royal family or then are they just given a house and then be like right do it's your own it's, thing, it, right? it's kind of got so if you look at the royal family just now you've always got the, the kents prince michael kent and duke of kent and you know their their grandfather i believe and i make it correct in this i think he was george the fifth um so you know that's the grandchildren of a monarch that are still classed to the royal family and they've got um they've also got children so i don't really know where the is there's an official kind of list as to who they class as is the royal family but i don't really know how far that goes i think it goes quite a bit because i suppose they need they need a bit of a if you like a network of support for the queen but obviously to my mind the most important roles of the royal family you've obviously got the queen uh duke of edinburgh is now retired uh, and then you've got the queen's four children who are all active members of the royal family and then they've all got their children yeah. and now we're getting the grandchildren and they're that's still what I mean. so then i think like when when would that start i that's a good question um and i don't really know and, and then the other thing is you know some royals people have said to me you know some of them have become who are maybe again grandkids or great grandkids who are maybe not kind of known but they're more known as a celebrity because yeah. they, they're seen at all the kind of different events and stuff so it's a you know that's the thing about modern society it's it's because it'd be weird for like eugene but just go and get a job in sales and marketing wouldn't it well well, you know that and then of course the, these royals they do work you know princesses Eugenia and Beatrice you know they do have jobs and, and so I think it's not like 100 years ago where royals didn't need to work yeah, they, they have, so they they have got to work oh so they do have a job oh then. yeah yeah they do have to have jobs so they might still carry out of, um, uh, different things on behalf of the royal duties on behalf of the queen but they still have their own they have their jobs that they that they have to that they have to undertake um at the end of the day they need to make a living yeah that's it yeah because otherwise yeah, i mean it would cost a fortune if it just went on forever i think i have a feeling i think you'd have the i think you'd have the british public kind of starting to kind of go wait a minute we love the royal family but how many are we supporting yeah yeah but then there would also be a point of like oh yeah i mean they can't just have a free bed flat in bolton like beatrice coming moving up there because what if she got kidnapped to something well is there still a value as well of things like that so i guess they still have it yeah at some point still be looked after as well don't they it is and and also you know bodyguards and that kind of thing that obviously comes into budgets uh royal travel i only know all this because i i go into sky news and we talk about the kind of expenditures and you know what, what uh, yeah. when the list come out and it, it does cost um always to keep them going but it's not the funny thing is i, I think i worked out it's the cost of a mars bar we all pay about what would it cost a mars bar is what it costs to keep them going each of us 
Yeah, I mean, I love women who had so, I paid two miles. Two miles bars. Okay. Them, <laughs> to have them around. And speaking of transport, have you ever been in the car with the Duke of Edinburgh? Not the, no, not the Duke of Edinburgh. No, no, I haven't. Uh, I've been in the car with other royals, but not with the not the Duke of Edinburgh. It's intentionally, have you swerved that? No, no, I really haven't. I really haven't been in the car with them. Um, Prince of Wales has driven me. Is he been a good in the car. He's a very good driver. I've been in the car with Prince of Wales. I've... Um, have I been in the car? I think I've been in the car with Prince Harry. Um, so no, I've been in the car with a few royals. But um, yes, yeah, they're all quite good drivers. <laughs> good. Bye. Well, Grant, answer that carefully. I think yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think um, I've asked you everything here that we that we wanted to do. It's been Fantastic. amazingly insightful. You've taught me loads of stuff anyway. I love the royal family already, but you have taught me new things like a Marquis. A Marquis. Marquis. Do you know what you should do? We so since Lee and I, I said I've I've got I now teach etiquette, royal etiquette, and I, and I train butlers and sometimes royal butlers. But I do say to people, you know, if you want come along to the classes, you can learn how to be a prince or a princess. Can um, you so, imagine trying to teach yes, me etiquette? Yes, it'd be great. We do, we could re- remake a mafia lady. It'd be amazing. <laughs> oh my! It'd be impossible. <laughs> it would be the most dramatic Do you know what I actually I'm think? I, I, I think we should arrange over at Blenheim Palace. I think we, should, we need to arrange like a day's etiquette I, I will hundred percent come along. To okay. It. I, I can't imagine any of it. Do you know what I'd like? for be a bit more fancy sometimes but I don't mind being a northerner like I like being but, but a strong northerner I, th- I think do you know what's important I think it's important to keep your identity um, yeah I'm obviously from Scotland originally and, and that's so important. what would you teach because I say please and thanks oh no it'd be more just posture <laughs> or how to sit down oh right and, yeah because a slump no 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 I wouldn't say no I wouldn't say slump what else do you like teach? how to walk with a book in your head would be quite fun to try oh that when gosh. I and how to use your knife and fork I'd teach you exactly what uh, so if you were to meet uh, the Duchess of Cambridge the kind of things that she would she would do so you'd be able to mimic her so you'd know how to shake somebody's Spare. hand Hello. How to yeah, how to hold conversations? Like yeah. It's... Hello, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of how to kind of present yourself and how to do the correct handshake and I say how to walk and how to sit and how to hold your cup. Right, so it's yeah, just a I, fun... think I want to do this, so I think okay. I think we should. I think we have to arrange it. Then. Okay, and, um, that'd be good. You can teach me some etiquette. See, so by the end of it, you'll be at the Queen and and Harry will be at the Duke of Edinburgh. Yes. Oh, look at Harrison. Like, <laughs> you've got all these fantasies going through Harrison's mind now. I love the fact he's sitting over there in a smoking jacket with a cravat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks the part. <laughs> yeah, then it's, you, you really want these, like, oh, yeah, when it's older. In fact, it, from what you describe, it's room like this. Like, I want a smoking room. Like, you're not smoking in the air. Oh, that'd be it's amazing. Like, no, I want a smoking room yeah, yeah. with um, wood-clad walls. That's what you always say, isn't yeah. it? Can you imagine him sat there with his, like, velvet jacket? His velvet jacket, his cravat. Choking because he didn't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just pretending. <laughs> Bless. Right, and so, Grant, before we end it then, mm. would, do you want to tell us some more about what you're doing now then? So you, you've yeah, your etiquette Yeah, I've got my etiquette. So I started off, funny enough, we started off here at Thornbury Castle with the Butler School and now it's run at Blenheim Palace and we run it in Scotland at Bodwick Castle, which you, you'd have to visit. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I love Scotland actually. Up there. Uh, the etiquette classes, I literally run them across the world. I've been as far as to Australia to do them. They're just fun. Mm. You know, I make sure that people, look, it's a serious thing, but I also make sure 
it's not putting people down it's just saying to people this is how you do it you know if you want to yeah kind of, you do these tips you on you want. so what's your your handle on twitter oh as and well? twitter so my twitter i'm the raw butler <laughs> so the raw butler is because it's because of my background but i also am an advisor to raw households across the literally across europe uh princess katrina who's the role i work with i'm, I'm i work with her also an advisor so that's where the royal butler bit the royal butler bit comes from <laughs> and then the so i uh, we came up with an idea a couple of years ago about um having it as a, a character if you like on twitter and instagram uh, i do tv work i've done a couple of reality shows different bits as this character the royal butler and it's really it's really taken off but the social media is interesting because people want my advice on etiquette so i i yeah. put out these very traditional rules which get a bit of traction um maybe for the right or wrong reason but the, i the, love them the, 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 the i fun. think it as well it's teaching men chivalry is that the right it word it is chivalry yeah yeah because it it's missing i don't care how much of a feminist you are i will always i always pay my way do i return and i'll always split the bill and all the rest of it but it is nice if a man takes you out and he holds open the door and he pulls out your chair yeah and he wants to pay the bill um if you're in a relationship don't like to make on first dates and that but you know if you i think it's nice and men no, there's not many men who have that now and when no. i met harrison to be fair it was one of the things when i was like oh my god i love him because because he was dead sweet when we was in The Apprentice we'd go shopping and he'd always not just mine he'd always carry all the girls um, that's shopping that's amazing bags that's and, like what I tweet this is what I tweet about yeah and this he'd always like hold doors open and you know I mean I don't want to big him up too much because he has his moments but he does have like his mum's brought him up well you can tell yeah, you know yeah. where he has all the, and I think it's really missing now there's loads of men who don't have that and think oh well, you want to be a feminist open door for me I'm like what are you talking and did he know? when he took in the dates he'd have his smoking jacket and cravat on then as well, yes, he did does. He look, yeah, he looked the part. Yes, it's very poor. But you know, I think the thing is, it's like you said, it's it's not. It's it's about. I'm all for you know that a, a chap holds it open for a lady. A lady, of course, she can hold it open for a chap, especially if somebody elderly or for children or whatever. Yeah. So it's not trying to say that you know putting people down anything like that. It's just a bit common courtesy to each other. And um, if you do like a bit of tradition, why not? You know, no, do nice things. No, we don't have to lose for... it all. Like, and again, there's a the, you know there's things that need to be done for women and equal pay rights and all the rest of it. But then it, some people just go too far like don't open the door I can open it myself I'm like but look you saying that is going to stop him from opening yeah, it for somebody like me yeah. who actually wants it as well so they feel like they're speaking for all women when really I don't want to be spoken for because I'm happy so if ever there's any boys listening and you see me open the door for me because <laughs> I really appreciate it I think it's important and and also you said about same with same sex relationships people say well how does it work for that um, I'm not being funny uh, you know in, in any relationship I think it's it, there's no question that somebody always kind of takes that, that lead takes that role yeah. and I think even if you both end up holding the door open and doing the chair for each other fine you know yeah. if that's possible um, but it's just nice to do it you know, yeah, do it's it nice for to the, do it even you know, if a girl does it for a bar once in a while well then, then whatever so be fine. it but it is just nice to have that I the, think the so added politeness I think so it? and it's missing at the minute do you so. know what's great about this, this interview I've just noticed throughout the interview we've gone from how you're sitting initially and you're now sitting so beautifully you're I'm sitting <laughs> you're sitting just like the queen it's yeah. actually I'm oh, feeling I'm a little bit like nervous now yeah the roles are reversed I'm now a bit nervous sitting here yeah, like the queen of Maybe the queen should die or a Where did you find the crown there. from? That's what I'm wondering about, that crown you're wearing. <laughs> I stole it from one of the bedrooms earlier, Grant. Thanks so much for coming on then, Grant. Thank and, you. And um, we're going to put all the your links to your social media stuff and they can all be found um, on my website as well, www.michaela-wayne.co.uk. Subscribe to the podcast, leave your feedback and don't troll.